Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Who are you, where are you, and how are you, and where are you doing? What are you doing? Welcome to News on Acid, episode number 54. We are your host, Joan Evan. Evan, doing. Wow. We are back again. <laughs> um, out of politics this time a little bit. I mean, we're going to talk about people tangentially related to politics, but we don't like to do it too much. We yeah. got too much politics coming up. It's enough politicking for now. Um, we wanted this is like a sad episode though. Like everything in here is dark. It's a little sad. So, but we're, you know, if you can notice that we're both wearing beanies right now because it's just been snowing in Colorado for seemingly days. So yeah, it puts you in a mood, you know. Yeah, I, th- I was up in the mountains skiing, and I hadn't skied in eleven years, <laughs> and uh, it was like the most a bike, snow- right. <laughs> It was fine. I mean, my legs were jelly, and I knew that was yeah. going to happen. Um, yeah. But we were up. Uh, we went to a couple different places, like Vail and Copper Mountain. Uh, we stayed in this little town called Red Cliff, which is just south of Vail. Population, like 250 people. Mm-hmm. And there was so much damn snow. I think total over the weekend in some parts of the mountains, like the max was like 54 inches. Wow. It was insane. I was in the state of Florida. Uh <laughs> On a beach in the exact opposite weather, but on a bender. So that puts you in a kind of a mood, too, when it, when it yeah. all comes crashing down at the end there. Um, but yeah, uh, getting into, I guess, our first story for yeah. episode 54 here. So sadly, if you didn't hear, not that we're fans of Rush Limbaugh, but he uh, said he was diagnosed uh, by two medical institutions and that he has late-stage lung cancer. Um, I don't like to wish anyone cancer. Know many people, including multiple family members who have died of cancer. Yeah, but not uh, uh, not something that you wish upon somebody. But you uh, maybe doesn't deserve the presidential yeah. <laughs> medal of honors. That yeah, is freedom, <laughs> freedom award, <laughs> whatever that dumb award is that you can give out. It's like our highest uh, <laughs> citizens award in the United States. But yeah, essentially the whole idea here is to give all the compassion. That uh, we all deserved from Rush Limbaugh yeah. to him, even though he didn't give it to anybody else. But not to let him completely off the hook, we're going to go over some of his uh, past tirades. Yeah. Just and to I make mean, sure everybody remembers who he is, because right now he is getting our highest award in the land. And uh, yeah, you might you might forget, because we've come a long way since I first remember hearing about Rush Limbaugh and when he was kind of the... Uh, Alex Jones of the day, you know? Or yeah. It, it was pre, obviously, Alex Jones is pre Glenn Beck. It was pre Hannity. He's been around forever, pre, yeah. Whatever the other guy is. I'm totally forgetting his name right now. Some other dude like that. But uh, yeah, let's let's uh, let's give him his, his uh, kudos here. Sorry, <laughs> I mentioned uh, earlier secondhand smoke kills more than 600,000 people worldwide every year, according to a new study. In the first look at the global impact of secondhand smoking, researchers analyzed data from 2004 for 192 countries. They found 40% of children and more than 30% of non-smoking men and women regularly breathe in secondhand smoke. The study was paid for by the Swedish National Board of Health and Welfare and Bloomberg Philanthropies. 
Uh, this helps us understand the real toll of tobacco, said Armando Peruga, program manager at the World Health Organization's Tobacco-Free Initiative, who led the study. He said that approximately 603,000 deaths from secondhand smoking should be added to the 5.1 million deaths that smoking itself causes every year. Okay, now, we have in our archives, in our essential stack of stuff at RushLimbaugh.com, we have a World Health Organization study that was suppressed when oh, it came out. Oh, we have it. Oh, boy, he's got it. Yeah, I want Coco Jr. to link it back on the homepage today. Who? World Health Organization did a massive worldwide study of secondhand smoke, and they found it has no impact at all. Zilch, zero, nada. And it was suppressed. You can't find it. We have it. We kept it. Uh, we copied it ourselves, not relying on their websites. All this... All right, you get the gist of it. We don't need to listen to him for another minute. Um, a couple things about that. Who would be the one suppressing that? Not big tobacco? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like... I don't know. Wouldn't it be the other way around? Right. Um, but, you know, at first glance, when you hear something like that, it sounds ridiculous, especially coming from someone like Rush Limbaugh. But then we were looking it up. I was like, oh, well, let's go see if we can find the study. Yep. Um, and there was actually a legitimate study that was published in the Journal of National uh, Cancer Institute. And it was over 76,000 women for more than a decade. And basically they said there was no st statistically significant relationship between lung cancer and exposure to passive smoke. Uh, it said... Only among women who had lived with a smoker for 30 years or more was there a relationship. Uh, but the important thing that they did say is, well, one, there's other studies that obviously say it does cause cancer. And it says it doesn't, there's other effects of breathing and smoke besides cancer. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, there's uh, asthma, cardiopulmonary disease, all sorts of heart disease. Uh, so previous cancer studies have had mixed results. So I guess it is somewhere, you know, in between. Uh, but it says researchers for the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention still calculate secondhand smokers responsible for 46,000 heart disease deaths and 3,400 deaths from cancer a year. So that's a lot for just secondhand smoke. Yeah, it was around uh, cigarette smoking for, I don't know, a total of maybe uh, an hour and a half mm -hmm. over this weekend and uh, still not over it. <laughs> Yeah, just yeah, in a smoky, two, smoky bar. Or that what? was two days ago. Yeah, um, you could still smoke inside where I was, but it's all like pretty much open air. So it's basically like almost being outside, but not really because yeah. there's a uh, at least one wall. <laughs> I've had that too, where you go to a concert and even just like people smoking outside, you get that kind of yeah. You go home and you're like, shit, my throat hurts. Yeah, woke up with a. With a hurting throat, but I mean, on top of that, uh, rush on nicotine as well. I mean, he was a a, a huge proponent of tobacco, uh, seemingly. I yeah, I mean, how many half the pictures he's holding a cigar? Yeah, in his he loved he loved it. Uh, but outside of uh, you know secondhand smoke and its effect on health, he also was quoted as saying there is no conclusive proof that nicotine's addictive, and the same thing with <laughs> cigarettes causing emphysema, lung cancer, and heart disease. Wow. I wonder if his chances, his uh, stance has changed at all. You know, he wouldn't say if it did. I, I don't think. It seems pretty stubborn. Yeah. Don't you think? Well, sounds like someone who deserves the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, outside of uh, spreading 
spreading that type of agenda around the tobacco industry. He also took time to personally insult, uh, I mean, people ranging from a 13-year-old Chelsea Clinton, likening her to the picture of a dog, uh, and people like Michael I'm, J. Fox. I'm not. I'm not above calling she was 13 years old dude i'm not above that i mean leave her alone she's 13 (laughs) when she turns 18 call her a dog (laughs) okay but we do have a clip of him making fun of michael j fox and his parkinson's so let's get into that an ad uh, for claire mccaskill she's running for senate uh and we're gonna take a look at that ad and we're gonna take a look at mr limbaugh's reaction to that ad as it may be they say all politics is local but it's not always the case what you do in missouri matters to millions of Americans. Missouri? Americans like me. In this commercial, he is exaggerating the effects of the disease. He is moving all around and shaking, and it's purely an act. This is the only time I have ever seen Michael J. Fox portray any of the symptoms of the disease he has. He can control himself enough to stay in the frame of the picture, and he can control himself enough to keep his eyes right on the lens, the teleprompter. But his head and shoulders are moving all over the place. So this is really shameless, folks. This is really shameless of Michael J. Fox. Either he didn't take his medication or he's acting. Yeah, you know, I thought that was great. I thought he did a really kind of good thing there. I, I, again, I don't, I don't want to, I mean, my, my, my tendency is to want to make jokes about things. So, so I have to laugh when he says, remain within the frame of the picture. Yeah. I mean, we we'll give him Rush. <laughs> That's a awesome burn. Because <laughs> Rush is a fat fuck. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's just part of the list. Don't we have some other... Uh, sure, if you were wondering uh, how he feels about African-Americans in general. Sure. Um, when it comes to them voting, he says, African-Americans are 12% of the population. Who the hell cares? That's a good one. Uh, NFL, kind of likening it to another race problem. Uh, quoting about the NFL, look, let me put it this way. The NFL all too often looks like a game between the Bloods and the Crips without any weapons. There, I said it. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's uh he's not into it. Uh if you're worried about you know income inequality or people, you know, being reliant on welfare systems or anything like that, um or you know, public schools feeding low-income children in public schools, school lunch. His uh quote from that would be, "If you feed them, if you feed the children three square meals a day during the school year, how can you expect them to feed themselves in the summer?" One little waifs and serfs dependent on the state, pure and simple. Okay. Um, But not to be outdone, uh, he also seemed very unimpressed with people who choose to exercise. He attacked John Kerry personally for (laughs) For riding bikes and windsurfing. Yeah. He made fun of Obama. Yeah, remember that whole thing of like Obama's wearing a helmet? He's like, what a dork. And they're all, everyone's like making fun of Obama for wearing He's the president right. on a bike. He's got to have to wear a helmet. Yeah, you should probably wear one anyway on a bicycle. But uh, he also just, you know, blames actually exercise freaks uh, as being the ones that are putting stress on the healthcare system, not obese yeah. cigarette or cigar smokers. You actually know what the number one cause of cancer is? Me? Jogging. Sugar? I don't know. Jogging. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jogging. Um, not a big fan of feminism, or I mm-hmm. would assume women's rights in general. Quote, feminism has led women astray. I love the women's movement, especially when walking behind it. Uh, he also... I'm not, a, I'm not against the joke. Not against the joke. Yeah. That's when it's serious. I don't think it? he's joking. Um, Rush also decided to 
put people that didn't support the war in Iraq who are in the military on the pedestal with the label, quote, the phony soldiers. These are people <laughs> serving in the military. Um, back to women. Women still live longer than men because their lives are easier. <laughs> <laughs> women on protest, brush on women protesting sexual harassment. They're out there protesting what they actually wish would happen to them sometimes. Uh, not a big fan of the homeless. Um, we'll just leave that one alone. Uh, I don't know. You get the picture. He says plenty of things about gays, lesbians, transgendered, bisexuals. Um, maybe we'll cap it off with um, Rush talking about Sandra Fluke, who is a woman who testified that women should have access to affordable contraceptives. Quote, it makes her a slut, right? It makes her a prostitute. She wants to be paid to have sex. She's having so much sex, she can't afford the, the contraception. She wants you and me, the taxpayers, to pay her to have sex. What does that make us? We're the pimps. The Johns? Would we be the Johns? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that only really scratches the surface. Um, Just a little bit. There's actually someone who made if you type in um rush limbaugh's most racist quotes (laughs) into google you'll find someone who made a youtube video and a a whole article that goes through all of it and it's it's pretty insane i mean yeah i mean so that blood and crips thing um there's like a thousand different quotes in here i think the media has been very desirous that a black quarterback do well they're interested in black coaches and black quarterbacks doing well i think they're a little i think there's a little hope invested in McNabb and he's got a lot of credit for the performance of his team that he doesn't really deserve. He says a lot of crazy shit like that, but, um, I don't know. I think it's that weird line where like, you can't feel bad that someone's dying, but <coughs> he's such a piece of shit that it's like, all right. Yeah. Everyone came up like the first place I saw. And I read a lot of those off of, uh, uh, of Reddit, a Reddit post warpy vert, it was the person who posted just like a slew of quotes of his on all these different issues. But everyone was basically coming up with the nicest way to say, I don't give a flying fuck that he's dying of cancer, <laughs> you know, like, which, you know, is you know, kind of likely for someone like that. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's just this to such extremes of like that. And then the presidential medal of freedom. Yeah. Which like, I think he's joins the ranks of, uh, uh, Rosa Mother, Parks. Mother Teresa Rosa Parks. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, Mother Teresa was a piece of shit too. She was. We could go into that. Sorry about it. She was. But she was. She was kind of a liar. And uh, cover, I'll cover that later. Yeah. I don't have any info pulled up on that. <laughs> she was in with the Duvalier crime family in Haiti, and uh, she liked watching people suffer and like didn't actually stop suffering at all. Yeah. She was a weird I, woman. She treated people very poorly. She was very somehow weird. got put up on some sort of pedestal but we get we digress from from rush <laughs> rosa so. parks is clean yeah rosa parks <laughs> you're cool yeah um and then we've got some other terrible news we started all this coronavirus stuff has just taken over um there's some lighthearted stuff around it it's just some weird stories just popping out of nowhere uh in walmart there was a man wearing i have the coronavirus <laughs> and he sprays lysol all over the uh all over produce and Walmart estimated, <clears throat> excuse me, the loss of the produce to be more than $7,300 with an additional cleanup cost of $2,400, which blows my mind. Like, I don't know how you could cause 
$10,000 worth of produce damage. Like, that's a lot of produce. Like, imagine you have to buy $10,000 worth of produce. Yeah. It doesn't even make sense. And, like, side note, everyone wash your produce when you take it home. You never know if you got the Lysol guys fucking produce and you bite into it. Especially if you buy it at Walmart. Yeah. This is kind of a people of Walmart moment, really. Yeah. And then we had another man, and I'll try to pull this up for our YouTube folks. Um, There was a U.S. businessman, and I don't know how we got this story written. I don't know if he just, like, paid people a bunch of money or what. Probably. Uh, so there was a U.S. man who wore a plastic tent on his pl- on a plane to avoid coronavirus, and I guess this this plastic tent was normally used uh, by sports spectators to avoid rain. And apparently, this thing was on Shark Tank in 2017. Yeah, he. This is like you said. How did this story get planted? Anyways, I think he paid for it because this dude is the inventor of this, and he was on Shark Tank. And yeah. Did Damon John just make someone, us read this? Yeah, will someone take a picture of me? I mean, like, I was just on a four-hour plane flight, and mm-hmm. the idea of making it any more comfortable by, like, restricting the fresh air <laughs> I get to breathe. how Hot. awful that was? <laughs> yeah. Sitting in a plastic clear Dude, tent. I would never sit in the rain at a sporting event with one of these on either, so <laughs> I don't think the sharks, sharks bit on this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems dumb, too, because if it's raining, it's not like you can see through a you know well translucent yeah yeah i mean okay so on top of that there's a slit for those of you who can't see this (laughs) there's like a slit for you to like reach through the side it's kind of just like a zipper pocket yeah an armhole so there's your coronavirus it's a fucking virus well that's kind of what they were saying (laughs) i mean it like yeah i mean i'm sure it helps somewhat like this is what they're saying the the mass sort of help but not really because air goes around it right you know it all helps a little bit. Fist bumps. <laughs> <laughs> Elbow bump. Yeah. I mean, it's getting pretty serious. I've been following this one website. Um, I don't know if you've seen like pictures from some of these downtown centers where they're normally you know, manufacturing hubs and they're yeah. bustling and they're just Dead. empty. They're Dead. just completely empty. Right. Uh, there's this website that I refresh every day and it's kind of crazy. It's like worldometers.info. Uh, but it has all the stats of all the coronavirus cases. Currently, there are 43,100 cases of coronavirus. Uh, obviously, the vast majority of them, 42,600, are in China. Uh, second place, 161 in Japan. Third place, Singapore, 45. So most of the places are actually in Asia, which makes sense. Yep. Uh, Australia has 15. It's kind of over near Asia, obviously. Um USA, 13. Okay, Uh, last I looked, we had 12. And then I think it was last week, back when when our total number was five still, I watched the CDC like live address uh, Mm -hmm. about the coronavirus. What did you think? They didn't seem like they could give less of a fuck about like how dangerous it it is to the U.S. population. And I was just like, okay, well, I don't care either then. Uh, Basically, there's only... the deaths have only been in China outside of one in Singapore and one in Philippines. Which like makes me wonder what yeah, you, know, you know, like what the uh, stats on the people dying from this are if they're very elderly and or very young or just like already sick with something else. It seems like, you know, coronavirus is a, what, like a family of viruses, so it's the same shit as like SARS was back in the day. Sort which of. was like way worse. So uh, it's not, it's not though. So, I mean, 
That's what I've been going back and forth. My friend is like even more into coronavirus than I am. <laughs> I get the updated stats all the time. So we were going back and forth about it. The difference between SARS, um, so there's like the virility of it. This has like a higher virility, like a transmission rate. And the difference is with SARS that um, it doesn't have to, or this one doesn't have to show any symptoms before it's contagious. So that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see what happens. I mean, I've seen some models where like, Towards the spring, it gets the infection rate goes up to like 150,000 new cases a day. Uh huh. Um, It's already surpassed SARS and deaths. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm still like not that worried about it. I'm so not worried about this. (laughs) I don't know if it's like bad. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, like watching those people talk about it, it seems like the media is really just trying to blow this one out of proportion because they need something to talk about or they're distracting from like, I don't know, impeachment trials and like other shit that's going on. I mean, China is almost definitely like underreporting. Oh, yeah. I mean, they say face on like the most simplistic bullshit anyways. So like something like this, they're definitely not going to say anything. But at the same time, watching that guy, like watching a woman basically ask ask a CDC official in that press conference, like, are you going to issue a, you know, state of emergency? He was like, again, we have five confirmed cases. So no, you know, (laughs) like... (laughs) No, wash, yeah. wash your hands. <laughs> I mean, remember how scary it was when Ebola was happening? Everyone was like bleeding out of their eyes. Yeah, like that seems way scarier. <laughs> so everything just like melts out of you. Ugh. <laughs> like everyone's like, I don't want that shit. Get that shit out of here. Yeah, but I mean, everyone was freaked out. And then the CDC said the same thing. They were like, no, it's not going to be a problem here. And then that just fucking went away. Yeah. Um, but it will be terrifying if Corona does make it to Africa. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, any like new space that it starts really spreading in is gonna is gonna pose a big problem. So, I mean, I know, I don't know the politics surrounding, you know, how much help China is gonna want to receive dealing with this, but mm-hmm. they've made that abundantly clear in the speech multiple times. They're just like, yeah, we've offered help. So, if they want help, <laughs> we'll give it to them. I don't, and I don't know if they're gonna want to yeah. just like. No, we're fine. We're fine as everything's like on so, fire. Australia, you know, butting up to Asia. Yeah. Um, they've been having to quarantine people on Christmas Island. Which yeah, they've is, had a very interesting uh, system. <laughs> yeah, which Christmas Island, I had to look it up. It's like basically off of the coast of, it's like off the coast of central Java. <laughs> and it's super remote and they just have people out there, but they can't put any more people out there apparently and <laughs> it's full <laughs> it's full yeah i mean there's only so much they can do um so and then there was the uh, home affairs minister peter dutton said the government was drawing up contingency plans for every possible scenario after more than 200 australians were forced into quarantine on a cruise ship uh off the japanese coast yeah one more reason to never go on a cruise ship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I if I needed one more, <laughs> you could be on it Can during a like super killer virus outbreak. Let's go on a Chinese coast <laughs> cruise, cruise ship. ship. And there's a national epidemic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And this all started out of some like open air food market situation in Wuhan. Yeah. It's it's where they're just like basically out in the open cutting meat and fish and the blood is just like running down the side of the street. Yeah. 
I mean, I hope it's like China is. I mean, their economy is getting fucked by this. Like everything shut yeah. down, factories shut down, transportation shut down, flights shut down. Yeah. So I mean, I hope that they. I mean, a, a while ago they had something. I don't know what the results of it were, but it was supposed to be the toilet revolution because like they have a terrible toilet situation over there. Expecting that at all? Yeah, and they were trying to like revamp it because it's a huge issue one for like just safety and tourism and health and yeah i think they got to go after you know they got to go after these meat markets now yeah <laughs> the air pollution <laughs> i mean it's just like yeah i mean it's always something they got there's always something going on yeah um they but, need to lock some shit up like it's it's pretty i don't know it's a little ridiculous if it just like keeps happening too with like sars and now this and now shit. you're stuck on the Diamond Princess cruise ship. Yeah, and now you're stuck there. So getting coughed on. That same uh the same minister, Minister Dutton said the government was looking at different facilities because quote, we don't have that capacity on Christmas Island. He said there are isolated mining camps or hotels that you could take over. <laughs> he told ABC. <laughs> but I think that we'll look at those in order and we think is the best response. All of this in the spirit of preparation. Imagine just being put you move from a from a cruise ship, to, stuck on a cruise ship for weeks on end, to a remote island, and then into an abandoned mining camp. Ugh. Jesus. Um, so I guess like they were trying to figure out how to even get people out of Wuhan because there's um, you know a couple hundred people over there, and they're they've had a couple flights out, but they've had two evacuation evacuation flights out of Wuhan. Uh, the center of the epidemic in the Hubei province. Uh, but they said like, you know, they're trying to do a third one, but they might not do it. They're like, you guys might have to just stay in China. Like it's kind of amazing that they can't figure out how to quarantine a couple hundred people. Yeah. That's a, it's a little alarming, but I, yeah, dude, imagine being one of those people too. And it's just like, I have a whole life. I need to keep living, you know, like <laughs> now I live in central yeah, China. Uh, I was on vacation and I'm, yep, calling in. Not going to be able to make it back to work. I'm in isolation for a uh, coronavirus. <laughs> Please don't fire me. Yeah, it's insane. Chinese will um, log its shit up. I'm looking up like old pandemics. <laughs> <laughs> they're all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, that's what happened. They're responsible for many. <laughs> We've had a lot over the years. I mean, like bird flu and full blown pandemic. Yeah. I mean, I don't. This one, if we didn't like the have... the Black Plague. Yeah. I mean, if we didn't have modern technology, this one would be pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't cite the specifics on it because uh, I'm not medically literate enough to remember the what the words were that they strung together to describe what they were doing. But uh, another thing in that address from the... Or address from the CDC was like basically touting like the amazing things they have been able to do in such a short amount of time, short of like a full blown cure for this thing where it's like very optimistic that like, yeah, I think we'll be able to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, they're not like, Oh yeah, we have, we have made no progress. (laughs) Well, there was a release that said, um, they would have, you know, multiple institutions said that they could have at least like the start of a vaccine within like 60 days. Yeah. And obviously it takes a long time to make and distribute that, but and there's thousands of people dying in China right now, which is like, you can't just brush over that. But no. again, that goes back to, all right, well, what caused this outbreak of this like new fucking strain of virus? Maybe look into that yeah, and clean that up a little bit. Yeah. So I guess we'll see. Yeah. So not to end on a downer, 
we've got some some happy news, right? Yeah, for the for those <laughs> of you who are couples that um, listen to the show frequently, of which I'm sure there are many, mm-hmm. um, we have great news for you. The iconic breakfast chain Waffle House mm. is uh, fancying things up a little bit for Valentine's Day, so. We're going to be pulling out white tablecloths and putting roses on tables and offering five-star <laughs> service for one-star price. They so, always have five-star service. Well, yeah. That's, that's never going to get stabbed in a Waffle House. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> according to the official Waffle House Facebook page, all locations are clearly different. Um, but, quote, many will decorate, plan special menu items, and activities, mm. according to the post. Um, Waffle House began offering Valentine's Day Candlelit dinners to customers in 2008 at one restaurant in Johns Creek, Georgia, and now offers them in 22 states. Which is Johns Creek is where I'm from, so it's probably that Waffle House that I used to go to all the yeah, time. Yeah, you know it well, I'm I sure. I never had that romantic... Never took your hermit crab there? <laughs> no. <laughs> never had that romantic 2008 dinner. <laughs> I need to fly back. Yeah, I mean, if you are listening to this and you're wondering, hey... Does a Waffle House in my area offer hmm. fancy uh, Valentine's Day dinners? <laughs> <laughs> Your five best opportunities is if you're listening to this in Alabama, mm. surprise, uh, where there's 31 Waffle Houses offering this, Georgia, where there's 30, North Carolina, uh, 24 participating restaurants, Texas with 17. South Carolina with 16. If you're a local here in Colorado where we uh, record this show, I bet you can guess where they're at. The Springs, there's two. Oh, are there? Yeah, there's two offering this in the Springs. No way. Because I, was- I drove past, side note, I drove past the nicest looking Waffle House I've ever seen in Key Largo this weekend. <laughs> really? Yeah. I was like, that Did it have like Spanish tiles on top? It, yeah, it was just, I don't know, maybe it was just like new, but it's just like, hey, maybe I won't get stabbed in this Waffle House. Interesting. Yeah. It's always interesting when you go to a like a nice neighborhood or, or they have like certain architecture. Yeah. Like you go out to- Scottsdale McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. You go out to McDonald's and it's like an Adobe Taco yeah, Bell like, or whatever. <laughs> Why don't you look like everybody else's? <laughs> There's some like McDonald's and I think LA area that are all like have those crazy like neon lights, like the 19, like it looks like it was like 1950s style, you know, it's just like, oh no, that's McDonald's. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty interesting. interesting. But uh, I don't know. Would you consider uh, taking a special lady friend to a Valentine's Day dinner at Waffle House? Yeah. I mean, I think any lady, I think any lady who's going to go out with me is probably into waffle house it's probably primed for a waffle house day <laughs> yeah i mean just i mean and i what you order i mean i know what i would order i've only ever been to waffle house once well well so normally during one trip and you may have been around it was it where we were in georgia and tennessee so you're familiar or if the, if you aren't familiar for those who aren't familiar at waffle house they've got i haven't been there in a while so they, they may have changed it because they do change bit. their menu like more often than you would think for a place as classic as Waffle House. Yeah, can I just um, get my waffles, please? But they, you know, they, one of the things they're famous for is their hash browns, and then you can get them like scattered, covered, smothered, diced, whatever, mm-hmm. and those are all just different ingredients. But I think a very special thing you can do is yell your order at the person <laughs> while you're on bath salts. No, <laughs> that's gonna happen anyway. Get a waffle. Yes, covered, smothered, a little bit of gravy. 
Yeah, I think I got a waffle like with just like a shitty piece of American cheese like half melted <laughs> on top of it and was like, yep. so this is the spot, huh, guys? All the Georgia people are like, yeah, it's the best place ever. It's like, you, want, right. you want a cigarette? Yeah. You want to smoke in here? <laughs> uh, well, we wish you all a very happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. And if you're single, we are glad that you're saving a bunch of money on overpriced food. Yeah, go to a concert or something. Yeah, <laughs> buy yourself a steak. Yeah, do something crazy. Cool. Well, like us, like us, rate us, subscribe, and we will see you guys again shortly. Bye. <laughs>